Welcome, Misfits, to the DC is Fuck Show, drinking show with a podcast problem. On this show, we will offer you an insider's guide to what truly makes DC tick. The real behind-the-scenes shit that happens beyond the curtain. The raw, the uncut version of life in our great city of DC, told by us before someone else tells you for us. We make no excuses for any of our actions once the show begins. I would like to introduce our host, Marcus. My name is Marcus Bradley Donovan Misfits. Welcome to the DCS Fuck Show. <clears throat> we are live from the Mindspace home of the One Love Massive Studio that is at the Heartland or Heartcast Studio. See, you tripped me up already, Jimmy. How? I'm just making it up. Uh, <laughs> today's show, we are going to be talking with women and brew. I have to blame somebody. Women and breweries and in brew. We have a ton of beer here to try, which I'm very excited to to try uh jamie tell us about our sponsors our sponsors this fine week are chuck levin's heartcast media dc is fuck brand and saint arnold's saint arnold's in cleveland park mind you muscle bar uh it's located 3433 connecticut avenue northwest and then their sister bar also saint arnold's muscle bar on jefferson 1827 jefferson place northwest washington dc 20036 the Abbey at St. Arnold's. <clears throat> oh, crap. Sorry. I'm, I, I smell it. It's, it's, it's all that chocolate bark you've been eating. Yeah, it was so de magically delicious. Yeah, you ate it on now. Nobody else can Watch have it. Watch your mouth. Anyways, the Abbey at St. Arnold's. The Abbey at St. Arnold's is underneath <laughs> Cleveland Park, guys. Underneath uh, Cleveland Park, guys. The Abbey at St. Arnold's, which is the na nation's capital with a unique venue offering the authentic Belgian beer experience located just under the famous open-air St. Arnold's Muscle Bar upstairs. The Abbey bo boasts... A clandestine old world Belgian tavern feel that honors the beer tradition of centuries of family owned breweries. In fact, it is not uncommon on any given right to find beer on draft unavailable anywhere else in the United States of America. And with that, dun, 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 we have a beer dinner coming up, guys. Uh, December 11, 2018, obviously. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, 6.30 p.m. at the Abbey at Cleveland Park uh, location. The Abbey is underneath the uh, the restaurant. It's a little secret bar that's fucking amazing. It's actually where our after party will be tonight and for the next couple weeks. Um, so it's real, I'm really excited to do this because I did the menu. It's $99. includes dinner and beer tastings. Um, for tickets, call 301-455-455. 1175 or email paul at u p p o l e 21 at hotmail i said yes hotmail <laughs> uh, uh we have a limited seating we have 25 seats available i believe we are halfway there so please if you want something you can contact me or valerie as well and we will get you in uh so we're a pretty uh, nice little menu i feel like so i just want to read the menu and get your thoughts and opinions on it real fast before we move on to the show uh, starting off with a basket of frites. If you know anything about Belgian cooking, uh, frites and mussels go extremely well, and they are extremely popular. I am doing a trio of sauces. I have a nonchok aioli. I have black pepper mayo, and I'm doing a mumbo ketchup, which is kind of redundant. <laughs> um, my first course is going to be a chicken liver and pork belly pate, which I'm pretty excited about because I love both those things. I'm going to get fat as fuck eating those things. Too late. Uh, <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> oh, come on, sugar tits. You knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> also, I'm going into a ham and cherry croquette with a brown ale aioli. Then the next course, I'm doing a smoked jerk muscle risotto with winter vegetables, a nam chom and chicken sausage mussels. 
Then I'm going to a slow roasted beef. Uh, it'll be mid rare with a squash puree, uh, zucchini ribbons, and demi gloss. And then to finish it up, I'll do a chocolate pecan pie. And one of the muscles I'm going to be featuring later on in the month is a pork belly brown ale, red onion, lime, spinach, and rosemary broth. And all of those dishes are um, inspired, and you use so you use most of these Noel beers, yeah. Yeah, every every course every course will have a pairing with a beer. That beer will have it in that dinner or in that meal. So everything will be will taste like what it's being paired with because. Why the fuck not? Because that's the way you should do wine or beer dinners. Right. So the the entire month of December, we're doing a Noel pop up, Noel beer pop up in the alley and in, in the Abbey, where we have seven Noel beers on tap. They are um, seasonal beers from many, several of the Belgian family brewers in one spot at the Abbey. That is. Um, right now we have the Good and Careless Noel, the Santa Claus Classic, Straffa Hendrik Christmas Blend. The Scaldus Noel and the Del- Delirium Noel. We also have Plaid Habit from Boulevard Brewing and Nice Chouf from Brasserie de Chouf. Um, so those are the seven we have on tap. And then we also have several um, bottled Noels that are rotating throughout the rest of the month. And those seven beers, um, the seven tapped Noel beers will be available only as long as the the keg has some beer. Yeah, and then they're all really tasty beers. I got to sample them all, obviously. That's how I developed this menu. And it's uh, really good. I mean, anybody knows me knows I'm a, a combo person. So I do a high life and some fucking shitty beer, shitty whiskey or bourbon or summer whiskey, which is tequila for those who don't know what summer whiskey is. <laughs> That's what it is. So let's get on with the show. I'm going to start with the cast and host. I am Marcus Bradley Donovan. Social medias are all over the place because I wasn't smart enough to just pick one. I am now on Instagram because uh, I'm turning into more of a food blogger on that thing because I want to be an influencer. If you don't know what an influencer is, then fuck you. Pasteurized Chef underscore eats underscore DC. Um, so tonight, my bartender co host is. Oh, I am Jamie. I am here for your love and enjoyment and to get on Marcus's motherfucking nerves. <laughs> That's why you come to this show all the time. Every damn week. Anyways, uh, guys, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, Lives Infamously. That's L-I-V-S. Um, I'm, I'm Bar Simpson on Twitter. And uh, on Facebook, I'm James Roderick. <laughs> and my other co-host is Miss... Valerie Torres is my name. <laughs> I am on Facebook as Valerie Torres. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter as at VMTDC. And our first special guest tonight is? Um, Rachel Murray. I'm the taproom manager at Atlas Brewworks. You can find me on various social medias as the DC Beer Goddess. And, I yeah. like that one. Cool. I dig that. Yeah. You can also just, you know, most of my posting on DC Beer Goddess right now is my dog. Oh, uh, that's not beer. Most of my other social media is work-related, so find us at Atlas Brew Works. You know. And the other woman in brew is? I'm Lizzie Palumbo. I am the taproom manager at DC Brow. I'm Little Lizzle, L-I-G-G-L-E-L-I-Z-Z-E-L <laughs> on all the social. Um, and my feed is mostly my pets as well. You guys are sad. The yeah. shizzle. Yeah. I guess it's the same thing with people putting their kids out, which mm-hmm. I've gone through my Instagram. If you have your kids and your family as most of your shit, I deleted you. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not fucking sorry. I mean, come on now, guys. No, I get it, but I don't fucking want to. I don't want to. What? Friends. 
no. and all that other crap. I don't want you to see your kid growing up because I don't care about your kid. You know good and damn well you care about my gorgeous child. I don't, I've never met the kid. I'll fucking cut you. It's <laughs> adorable. I care about his kid because I care about you and your wife. As far as that goes, he could walk in the room. I'd be like, I know you from a picture. You know what I do have a problem with, though? What? I feel like, I feel like you shouldn't be able, to be able to post pictures of food unless you cooked it. No, I mean, because a lot of things. I really like, because like people just sit there like, oh, out here again, hashtag, hashtag winning, I'm winning okay. this world, this and this and this. Like, okay. you put no work in outside of tipping. Okay, so I just, I hope. I just picked up some <laughs> social media for restaurants. And uh, one thing, I'm okay, and I, I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you, but I'm, I'm okay with, like, if you're a food blogger. Like, I think most of you are douches because you just found a way to fucking make money, which is brilliant. I'm actually kind of jealous that I didn't do this earlier. But they ma they take really good pictures, and they go to really good restaurants, and they even write reviews, and I'm okay with that. But I don't give a fuck what you made at your house unless – if you say – if you take a picture of ramen noodles that you jacked up or you made a fucked up grilled cheese, I like those pictures as opposed to someone who actually tried – and they took a picture, and it just looks like shit. Oh, like those Martha Stewart ones? You remember those uh -uh. a couple years ago? Martha Stewart, like on her like Twitter or like Instagram, took pictures. Mind you, the food was probably bomb. It's just the pictures look terrible. Oh. Was she high with Snoop at the time? Uh, who knows? Who cares? She probably was high as fuck with Snoopy. I mean, hey, shit. Out of the two of them, only one of them has a record. That's true. That's funny. <laughs> Her pictures looked about as good as like any of my dad's. Facebook post pictures look like it's I think you know pretty standard for people of that age yeah but she has like fucking seven. interns and, and that's producers. why she's amazing because she's doing that shit herself that's not amazing that's a disappointment no I think it's no, amazing it's not. Was she like 106 yeah at least squared I mean, no. Actually, I don't know how old Martha Stewart is. No, I think she's probably in, in her, her like 60s. 60s. I got a lot of crap. No, no, my father's 68. So I'm gonna say she's like 70. I really hope he's 68. It's easy. For, no, it's easy for me to remember my dad because he was born in 1950. Oh, there you go. So the math for me has been fucking easy, and my mom's only one year back. So it's like, so ah. tell me if you can do the math. Mm. I mean, I know I can do 50. <laughs> I do 50 plus whatever year it is. It's fucking pretty simple <laughs> to figure this shit out. And his birthday is only five days after mine, so it's even fucking easier. Although I fucked up for 11 years in a row and called him the day after his birthday. For some reason, I thought his birthday was a different day. It's because I'm a moron here. Mm. Mm. So I did all these notes, and Val and I did these notes, and we decided to do all these things. But then um, I was reminded that we have another incident that I want to talk about this week that popped up. So we're going to revert to that instead. And to that, I'm going to go to YouTube and you, because you were also part of it. We talk about 77, the initiative for 77, quite often here. So I feel like we know a little bit about what we're talking about. And Val was one of the forefront leaders into trying to put a stop to this bullshit. And Jamie as well, he testified. And you said you were part of it as well. They, it did came, you testify? I did testify. Oh, did you testify as well? Cool. Mm -hmm. You stayed there for that whole fucking time? That's ridiculous. I did, mm -hmm. yeah. Good for we you. You were there then. I testified pretty early on, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were early. I went to work first. So you, you came lit. So you came lit. Came, that's why I, you. That's no, no. I didn't come no, no, lit. No. I didn't come lit. I just came. Like I didn't drink till later. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. I that's wanted to it. be half assed. Because if you told me you got drunk and went there, I would have believed it. Here, oh, after you, hearing your speech, I would have believed that hundred percent. You could only imagine what I would have said. Like I literally oh, no. was sitting there. Like, I'm so right, glad that I'm you waiting. were not drinking. Because I was watching. I was watching it while I was bartending. 
and like watching Silverman just be disrespectful. So you were pumped up before you. And like I was like, all right, like all right, if I take one sip of any whiskey and she says anything out of line, I'll be like, all right, look here, lady, (laughs) you asked the right one. Let me show you what disrespect looks like. So it's come out this well last couple of days, right? That two hundred thousand dollars have been pumped into the campaign to try to get it put back on the ballot to get signatures. And so two hundred. Yeah, $200,000 was spent. Was that was paid, the retainer for the lawyer. Oh. Paid, not, he's not a that, lawyer. To, yeah. Paid to Adam, I don't know how to say his name. Is it Edinger Eidinger? or Eidinger? Eidinger. Eidinger. It's the, I don't the guy know. I Adam Eidinger. Eidinger. Thank you. So he was paid $200,000 up front. They're also spending a shit ton of other money who, on who, top of this. Who is? Who, it's who, another 250000 Right. Just so for this the is, signatures. Okay, so just to step it back a little bit, we, as you know, I think most many people have heard already, there was the referendum, the initiative that was on the ballot in June about the tip credit, eliminating tip credit. So it was passed. The several council members, they uh, proposed another bill to repeal the initiative. That was passed so then the initiative was repealed we thought it was over so what like two three weeks ago this new pack that comes under the, you know they were under the guise of save our vote repealed in repeal of 77 um they are being funded by roc i mean they're essentially the same organization well, ROC the restaurant organization uh, restaurant opportunity centers united so they are the organization and PAC, the new PAC that's under them is Save Our Vote. And they have now been in the process of collecting signatures to petition for a new referendum to be put on an election to repeal the repeal, basically. So repeal the repeal. Now, I mean, ROC has a bunch of umbrella companies. So I guess they just go into a thing and just... Power numbers, I would guess, right? Yeah. So I would say power numbers and to save our votes is, I guess, it's a fucking play on words against save our tips. Yes. So they, they, it is very um, deliberate. I think they, I mean, they've done it several times, but this save our vote, someone actually was Avalon who pointed this out. She said, it's not just like they're, they weren't just trying to steal it. You know, or like use it to, be, you know, because in in response to the save our tips, they do it so, to confuse people. So mm-hmm. when you Google it, you put in save our, or like people, like even she said, she, this Avalon who are, is one of the people who was also very involved. She said it actually confused her. She said that you know she looked at it and she was like, is this a new, is this the new save our tips? You know, so she had to look into it, mm-hmm. and so somebody who is not as informed. Would what? easily be confused yes. even more. I mean, it's fucking genius. Yeah, I, I mean, these much. people. But the the thing is that we have to, yeah, that we have to remember is these people. This is what they do. They are political operatives. They are a political organization. Whether or not they want to, you know, hide behind their five hundred one c three or whatever, you know, they do not care about the workers. And they, this is what they do. This is what they trained to do this is what they're you know this is their job and they're fighting a bunch of people who really don't we're not political operatives mm-hmm. none of us are political operatives and we're just sort of like shooting from the hip and like you know and this is we're doing this all while we're still working full-time working mm-hmm. 
and it's it's you know it's a it's an unfair fight you know we said it when we when we got the the initiative repealed you know it was we were like David and Goliath. They were Goliath, and we... But they wanted to make it seem like you guys was the other way around. Yeah. They, they painted the picture, and especially that piece of shit Reverend painted the picture that it was the other way around, and that, like, you know, the votes, you're stealing the votes, you're people of color, you're not listening to their voice, uh, women, uh, you're taking everything away from them, they can't do anything without uh, ROC helping them, and all this other bullshit, right. yeah? And the, yeah, and they were, you know, I mean, it's all these, they're they're pandering to all the the liberal sort of social social justice warriors here in dc it's the white knights they know will you have that white knight complex where they need to come in and save the poor sad pathetic service industry people who don't know any better who are too stupid who are you know just a bunch of idiots and or like we're a bunch of shills or or that we're you know that that we're being forced to do all this stuff by our owners because you know, we're being threatened or we're being paid. I, I mean, it's the same narrative that we keep having, that they keep using over and over again. And even with this, they're still saying it. Like, now they have people coming coming to collect signatures. And what they've done now is they're, they're paying people. And they're using the word volunteer. And it's not even close to And they're not volunteers. They're being paid. Yeah. And you were saying? No, I've got to a, a Facebook argument, which I'd never do, because if I can't see you face-to-face, we might as well just be pissing in the wind. But this guy was like, oh, well, you guys are doing a whole lot of work to save your you know, owner's bottom line. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, yeah, but as soon as that bottom line starts to go into red, that's when you start losing bodies and people mm-hmm. start getting fired. Well, you know what I mean? I mean and th- my, owners, my owners watch my kid. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm, I, oh, I care about their- That's who your their, babysitter is. Oh. Well, no, not tonight. <laughs> oh, but, okay. you know, still- but, like, it doesn't have to be a us versus them. We can all make this money. We're in it for each other. Absolutely. And, I mean, you know? my, like I said, you, anybody knows me knows my roommate owns two restaurants and is trying to open another one. She ain't rich. And she was scared to death when this guy passed because she's like, because she loves her staff. She protects her staff. She's been with these people for 10 years. And she's just like, or a lot of them. And she's just like, I'm going to have to close one of my restaurants. Maybe both of them. You know, then she has to focus on the one that's the brand new one in process of getting open. But, like, she owns two prominent restaurants and bars on 14th Street. And it would have shut her down. And so, I mean, the fear is there. And, like I said, she's not rich making people do shit. Right. And most of these most of these um, independent independently owned restaurants, they're not owned by people who have a ton of money. You know, I mean, they're owned by people who worked through the ranks who started out as like doorman or dishwasher or like you bar back or server and you know and they've they've gone through the years and decided that they wanted to attain their own you know their own american dream and you know and they're a lot of these people are working side by side with their employees and you know i mean this narrative that i mean i feel like we're just like screaming into the wind consistently like Mm -hmm. this narrative that that the owners are these multi-million dollar, you know, assholes who don't want to pay their employees. And that's why, you know, that's why they're saying that, like, well, then you, that's when they would start losing jobs because they just don't want to pay their people. No, it's because they don't have the money to pay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I saw it and I've saw from your post and, and a lot of people in chat rooms and stuff posting people are sick, getting signatures. And I've seen people making stories. You, you actually have a story, don't you, about how somebody came up to your sister at Whole Foods? My roommate, your roommate. yeah, was roommate. really uh, shaken up last night because she mm. had been leaving Whole Foods and one of their signature collectors 
followed her to her car without saying anything until she got to her door. And then he kind of aggressively started trying to get her signature. I think she just like, got in the car and left. But, but, that, that's showing but it the, was very unnerving. It was super unnerving, especially after there was a shooting there less than a week ago yeah, yeah. at that point. I mean, and she's a woman, like... It's, you know, when and you're that, in a parking that, garage, be, someone following you is terrifying. To be honest, that parking lot garage is kind of fucking creepy. It's kind of, yeah. all, it's all small and darkish in that thing. It's like, is yeah. Is there a parking garage that's not creepy? Like, I, yeah, I guess you got it. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, two, two point taken. The ones that are like Out, outdoors. Yeah, they're nice. They got know, nice like, scenery. You can like see a mall city. parking garage when it's not underground. Yeah, like an above ground parking garage. That whole no windows thing. And about no yeah. windows, can I just say the Abbey at Cleveland Park has no windows. I'm not saying anymore. Mm, romantic. That's not where I was going, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go romantic. <laughs> I'll go romantic with you any day of the week. Keep doing that, pink hat. It's my pussy hat. Gay chicken. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, you owe me a Schweppes. Uh, I don't like Coke. Shut up. <laughs> I drink Pepsi. I do too. No, you do not. Actually, I mean, I would probably you drink Pepsi. You ever say some shit and then, like, somebody you know personally just wants to call you out because they just haven't seen you do something before? Yeah. Or whatever? Wait, like what? Like, like, like what just happened, like, all of, like, 12 seconds ago? Yeah, yeah. You, you were like, I drink Pepsi. Said, no, you don't! Like, <laughs> did, did, did that voice again? <laughs> no. Uh, do my voice. Ill. <laughs> so when I used to smoke, I smoked for a really long time. I used to be able to do the Krusty Clown voice, and I would fucking prank call people. Like, I did it really good. Like, I would, it was awesome. And I would just call people and do the whole Krusty Clown bit and fucking free people to fuck out. Like, <laughs> like I did everything about the laughing part because I couldn't laugh at a fucking <laughs> but smell like fucking shitty oh. voice and shit. Are so, we gonna talk about this tomorrow? No. Yeah, okay. keep going, bang, bang it up. This is your topic, girl. Didn't Did we also hear somebody mention that they were at a party? So there, someone was at a, a Hanukkah party, and they there was someone at the Hanukkah party collecting signatures like what so the problem is is that there's a lot i think a lot of people from our side are um seeing what these signature collectors are doing and they're um you know questioning the the validity of it like whether or not it's legal but the problem is it's not necessarily that it's illegal it's just so unethical to be mm -hmm. doing it's that. very dirty you know and 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 i think that that's what needs to be like a light that needs to be shined on. Not so much that they're like doing things legally, but that they're doing things so unethically. Like mm -hmm. more stories about like her roommate need to come out more. Like videos of what these people are right. saying. And didn't wasn't who said it about the one guy who was talking about PizzaGate and all that stuff? Oh, and the well, Rothschilds. Yeah. yeah, there are some regulations, See, there, right? And there you know? are certain things that they have to they have to follow. They have to right. right. Um, but there are but there are a lot of things that um, I feel like people from our side who are witnessing these things there's like that's illegal like they can't be doing that but and getting so bogged down with like the the unethical things that they're doing that they're not really fo like pe we aren't focusing on like some of the things that are actually illegal like yeah. they shouldn't be race baiting and they're doing well that's what i was gonna like, actually i was gonna bring that point up you notice the locations they're going to and i'm not saying black people don't shop at trader joe's or whole foods i'm talking about like their neighborhoods they're going and like they're, they're going to the parties and stuff like that like they're targeting certain right. brands and every picture that i saw of somebody trying to get a signature was talking to, mostly to white people so there was someone who mentioned that they watched the same person approach a, a white person and say don't you want 
to increase minimum wage, which number one is a lie. They're flat out lying. And then when they saw a black person come by, they said, hey, don't you want to legalize pot? The fuck's I got to do with pot? Pot's already legal. It has, or first e of legal. all, has nothing to do with anything, but clearly was having two different messages to two different demographics. That's kind of fucked up. You're yes. The, you're, you're the only... Uh, you're talking to me as a resident black guy, right? Yeah, yeah you're the resident black guy. <laughs> so to be the this voice unusual. of black people, right? Now. <laughs> okay, it's right, unusual cool. on this show. I got you. Okay, uh, <laughs> take it out. Take it no, no, no. It's all right. I um, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I mean, you're from here. Philly. It's pretty. I'm gonna play, and I haven't said it yet. I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, right? So we're talking. I've heard everything from three seventy-five to three dollars. Three dollars a picture. Uh, I've heard a signature. I've, I've heard it's a signature. It's three seventy-five. Okay. But yeah, three seventy five a picture. I will fucking lie, signature. cheat, and steal. You get 300, 300 signatures in a week. That's that, that's that's almost a stack. That's a grand. All you had to do was sit there and get people to be like, "Hey, name and address." Now I'm not super worried about this because all black people are mostly conspiracy theorists, and they go look at you like I ain't signing shit and putting my address on there. Mm -hmm. Like, what if Rena Center gets a fucking you know <laughs> <laughs> gets access to these records right here? Rent you Center. know what I mean? But still, like. All right, I get it. I get why you're lying. I already understood that when this whole thing started, that this was going to be any means necessary. Yeah, and I mean, it's about money. You take some broke-ass college kid. So, yo, do you know the actual incentive? So, it's so I have this from the Save Our whatever. Vote. It's three seventy-five for every signature. For every petitioner who collects over 250 valid signatures in the next seven days, you get a $100 bonus. Mm. For 350 valid signatures... Another hundred dollar bonus. At four hundred and fifty valid signatures, you get another hundred bonus. For super collectors, another hundred at five hundred and fifty valid signatures. And they break it down. For example, a petitioner collects a thousand signatures. That's fifty pages of petitions over the next week, and you have a validity rate of fifty-five percent. They would make two thousand sixty-two dollars and fifty cents. I mean, damn. I'm about and, to get some fucking signatures. Right? And another <laughs> 400 in incentive pay for a total of four thousand or $2,462.50 in so, eight days. Right. Can so you? here's the thing is it's a matter of like the validity. So let's say somebody collects in, you know, a day. They get 100 signatures, but like only 25 of them are valid. Yeah. They spent the whole day collecting 100 signatures, and they only get paid. Right. So it's just a trick away of uh, getting people who are tight on money for Christmas to work. Right. It's and even if 20% of their signatures are valid, they pay less. Yeah. But they right. still, but they get, still get 20 signatures. So so right. what a good so what a good uh, philosophy or like uh, idea or plan would be to go send out a group of the against 77. And have them take up the time of these people and write wrong addresses. I mean, right. So there's been some suggestions from certain people who have said that rather than confronting these signature collectors or um, getting into arguments with them, that you really should just be occupying their time. I agree. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. And then you should actually listen to them and see how fucked up they are and record and them. Record, record what them. what they're saying. And I think it's because we're so emotional that everybody, as soon as you hear so them you saying like nonsense, you want to be, you want to fight with them. Like but I like, would want to take the clipboard and just throw it across the mm -hmm. street. Right. But it's, it, I think it would behoove all of us if we just could 
you know, if you come across somebody to take up half an hour of their time, like Amber did a really good job. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, she, she went up to this guy and she was like, and she was like, so what is it that you're doing? I don't understand. And he was explaining and talking about it. And she's like, but I, you know, he said, we're going to increase minimum wage. And she goes, but I think the minimum wage is already like the same. Like, and you know, so she really engaged them. And then they started saying a bunch of non like nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then, then she started fighting with them, but um, but that, I think but we, she took up a lot of their time, and so that that means that their time is wasted on someone who already knows what's going on, versus someone who's unsuspecting and will just automatically sign. Yeah. And I, I actually, I mean, I think we should put together a group of people and just fucking go around and like ten o'clock here, then eleven o'clock here, there, and just rotate around the city and find these people and actually do it. We could. I'm totally Absolutely. cool with that because I'm real antagonistic. That's how I feel about it. Because throwing a clipboard in the street, all right, cool. That's fun and fine. That makes me feel better in the moment. But the fact that I get to fuck with you in public, in front of people, especially white people, is great. You See, know what I mean? Because that, guy, that guy's going to say something like, oh. Wait till we about smoking weed with you. Right. And he's like, oh, well, it's going to increase the minimum wage. And I'm going to be like, oh, well, what if the minimum wage is already going to get increased? Why are you out here lying to people? What's this omission, bro? Why are we still doing this? Why are See, we then you show you the colors then. Right. No, I'm so not. I'm, I'm not showing my colors. Like, I'm telling the truth. There's no argument against facts, but unless you you're can, a Trump supporter, and you can just be like, "Oh, whatever." Alternative facts. But <laughs> if something is the truth, all right, cool. It is dark outside right now. Argue with me. Uh, it's not really dark. But our eyes just don't focus properly because we have the light from the moon and the stars. So it's still dark outside. No, just to it's our, still dark outside. No, it's not dark. It's still I dark feel outside. like you should have to take a shot for that. Yeah. Matter of fact, where's your cup? Come on, let's do this. Yeah. Reaching. Also, ladies and gentlemen, so we get this out there again since we had a little break right now. St. Arnold's Cleveland Park, baby, and St. Arnold's Jefferson Place. Seafood. You can say seafood. Yes. So my question is, we're talking about like keeping calm and keeping quiet and not getting off the hinge. Valerie, yes. could you do this? I think it would, I would have a hard time, but I think that... I'm, ha I'm glad to hear you, know, you admit that. I'm No, I'm, I mean, I... Freely admit to the fact that, like, I, my heart would be racing, and I, I you'd mean, be, like, you'd be like at the try, the try, uh, your, when you gave your speech, uh huh, when you were giving your speech. Oh, uh, no, when I was testifying, my heart was racing for a whole different reason because <laughs> I was having full on anxiety attack, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that I, I think it's, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that to criticize anybody because I know it would be hard, but I think the best way that we can really, um, combat this is really just to occupy their time so they don't have time to you know get other people's signatures what? because you, you take up an hour of their time that's an hour they're not getting some dum-dum to sign you and know I, and i mean you know what like a lot of those people like because of all the propaganda like think they're doing a good thing right yeah. so like if you some, throw the clipboard some. across the street then like you're just as bad as them. Like, right. as much fun as it is to think about doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And some you of can't them... actually do that. Yeah, because, like, some of these people... And, like, like I, I shut a guy down on 7th Street, and he was, like, standing in front of, like, the three bars. You know what I mean? And, of course, none of the staff members could come out and, like, say anything. But I just walked by, and I saw him, and I was like, yo, like, that shit is corporations. Don't believe the hype. 
And like he sat and listened to me, you know, and he actually was like, you know what? I'm going to go do some more research on this. You know what I mean? I'm like, word. Thanks. Like he's just trying to pay his fucking rent. No, like, and I get he's that. just trying to put some money in his pocket, you know? And like some of these people are like sent from other places and like, fuck them. Like all yeah, the those way. people are like, for cool. sure. Yeah. But They're, those are the people that you have just entangle in a web so, of questions well, and waste he- their time. But then other people like. For real, like the most impactful TED talk I listened to was like a woman who's raised in the Westboro Baptist Church. And it yeah. wasn't until people actually like asked her why she believed that way, were they able to be like, well, actually, that's not true. Like, that's not what that passage says. That's not what Jesus said, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then it changed her mind. So, like, I think that's really the best method is like talk to the people collecting signatures, figure out where their motive is first and then try to make them understand because even more impactful than wasting their time would be getting them to put the fucking clipboard all the way down. You know? Uh-oh. Damn. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, oh, that's, not that's not me. I'm on mute. Is it me? Uh, oh, so y'all couldn't wait to catch me, you Flag. assholes. Is it? Who is it? I'm not going to point out the obvious. Is it Molly? It's, it's Molly. <laughs> it's not me. Mine's not open. Who is it? Ba, 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 ba. It might have been me. All right, give her a shot. Shots. <laughs> I like, I like how you're like. It might have been. All right, so 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 well, we, so the best. I, I think the best philosophy here would be, or the best policy here would be to start engaging the conversation with these people. Find out if they're actually from DC and they're actually paying the rent, or if they're one of these paid assholes. And are one of these paid assholles? Well, they're all paid assholes. Well, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, We're all. Paid they're not getting assholes. coming into town. They're not actually. Uh, being brought into town, um, and Miss Molly, they're not actually being brought in town to actually um, get these signatures and actually do these things. They, they're actually people trying to pay the rent, like Molly is saying. Right. Any last words on this? I'm good. I'm good. You're let's bad. get out there. Let's, um, let's go back to war. So just, just so everyone is aware, hopefully people are listening, um, there is uh, the next hearing is... On Tuesday, um, hold on, let me find out. It's on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, I believe, at the Board of Education. Um, do you know where that's at? I do not. So you could go to court in the morning and have a fancy dinner at night. So I think it, it's important <laughs> to have as oh. many people there as possible because... Uh, that already hard me. So Molly, say that again? <laughs> yeah. So, so you could go to court in the morning and then have a fancy dinner at night. At St. Arnold's Restaurant. St. Arnold, yes. Arnold's in Cleveland Park or St. Arnold's on Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson is DuPont Circle and Cleveland Park is obviously Cleveland Park. No, but we're having, you could also be part of the... Uh, oh, that's the beer dinner. The dinner. That's what I was talking about at Cleveland Park. Day. Listen, I have a concussion. Fuck all you guys. That was like six months ago. <laughs> it feels like it was six you months still ago. Concussions <laughs> last longer than relationships. Seriously, True like, story. I mean, the Dodgers are like, you... You got a year, bro. Enjoy this. Like, so. um, anyway, can I get back, get back to this yes, real ma'am. quick? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. It is at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. It is important that we have as many people from the anti-77 side to be there. Um, they will have their token 10 rock people, plus now they have all their social active action people. What do you call them? Social Social activists. Um, who, you know, who they've been boozled to come on their side because they feel they've been convinced that this is, you know, a, a move against the democracy and democracy will die if, you know, 77 isn't 
put back on the ballot isn't voted on again. So, I, I mean, I think that it's important to have as many, not just tipped employees, but as many people in the community, support, in our city, yeah. who supported the council with their turn turnover of the re, of the initiative. And um, I can't be there because I'm double booked on Tuesday. But. I like to remind people that everyone always talks about that we're a democracy, but you got to remember this is a democratic republic. It is set mm -hmm. up this way right it is, this it is. so you're 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 trying to you're trying to destroy what's already the democracy you're trying to defend. yeah so you want to defend democracy of your vote but then with democracy actually overturned it so therefore you're doing the same thing that you're saying exactly. that you're trying to fight for so As we're gonna let's be spoiled yeah let's go into this break but before i go into neil no neil the noel noel de beer dinner and tasting is december 11 2018 6 30 at the abbey at the cleveland park restaurants One. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Abbey at St. Arnold's enriches the nation. You know, I'm not even going to read this paper anymore. We already read that part or whatever. This this place is absolutely amazing. We're talking about an open air restaurant, some great muscles. We're talking about a whole lot of beer that you may not or may have already had, but you will never have it again because it'll only be in this one place and this one place only. Belgian style brewery, hold nine yards. It's fucking. It's it's amazing. I give a full thumbs up. Double thumbs up. If I could use my toes, I'd use both of my toes. It's gross. <laughs> so gross. You don't like feet? I, uh, I do You're not, not a feet, feet guy? I don't want the feet on my bed. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I'm sucking toes first night, baby. I'm definitely yeah. not. Anyways, I, I back to this advertisement here. <laughs> <laughs> These also, we uh, we failed to mention they have a third uh, third location in Bethesda. The Tiber Beer House. Tiber Beer House. Yes, it's a German beer uh, beer house. And all the beers are there are great. And like I said, I drink shitty beers, but when I go there, I actually I get cultured a little bit in beer. And just like I'm gonna get cultured a little bit in beer today. So tell us about this one. What am I? Yeah, the the restaurant. Oh. Take a shot. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> it did it. Oh no. Okay, so both the St. Arnold's at Jefferson and the St. Arnold's in Cleveland Park, we started doing um, comedy shows. So at the Jefferson one, it's on Wednesday nights. It's usually after, um, we call it the after party, uh, the after hours, I guess. Um, it's after the, their shows at the Big Hunt and also at the Improv. And so the, these are comedy shows that are um, after that at 1030. On Thursdays, we have the comedy night at um, the St. Arnold's in Cleveland Park, and that is also in the Abbey, and that starts at 7 o'clock. And Gabriel Ross is the one who's really spearheaded this. He is a comedian himself, and he's been bringing on these um, up-and-coming comedians to come and sort of practice their craft and you know get, um, get experience. Uh, a lot of them have been coming to both locations, and they've been really funny, you know. And like, there's actually one of the first weeks that we had it at St. at Jefferson, um, a comedian named Tony Wood, who is a comedian from pretty, DC, yeah, who is actually really, really funny. He came on and he sort of it was funny. He Gabriel didn't know who he was, and so he came up to Gabriel and he was like, "Hey, do you think I can get on to do a quick set?" And Gabe was like. Um, I don't know. We we might not have enough time. And he, was, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Well, it's my first time, so if you wouldn't mind, like, just give me a little time." And oh, so he like, he fucked with him. Oh yeah, That's and awesome. he came out. And I mean, he's so funny. He was. All, I mean, the, I think these guys are really good, and they've um, they've really been trying hard, and it's worth your while. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gabriel's funny as fuck, though. So, yeah. and I've seen some of his shows before, and they are quite funny. But let's uh, go into the reason why we're here. We have these two lovely ladies from um, our local breweries in D.C. We have um, Rachel Murray from Atlas Brewworks. So, Atlas Brewworks? I thought it was Atlas Brewery. No, Brewworks. Atlas Is that? Brewworks. Well, why, do I, why have I always been calling it Atlas Brewery? Because you're wrong. Because you're yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're not the only one that's made that mistake. It all happens right. all over the place. All right, go back to your interview now. And then we also have Lizzie. Elizabeth Palumbo, but mm -hmm. we call her Lizzie. Or Lizard. Or Lizard. <laughs> she's from DC Brown, and she's awesome. She's also been very involved in the anti-initiative 77 campaign. So. All right, so I'm bringing you ladies into the conversations. One, to talk about yourself, but also I want to start to talk about the uh, Sierra Nevada actually doing some fire relief and brew. And uh, I read this story, and my good friend Sam from Dogfish is actually part of this as well. Um... I think this is a good thing. What do you guys think? All about it. Building money up. I mean, I, I like the fact that companies who are companies like us are starting out small and actually did what they did. I knew Sam when he just sold in Delaware. And to see companies like that in Sarah Nevada actually start giving back, that's pretty dope. It's, it's, that's good, hum it's good human beings, and that's nice. And you said you were actually doing something with this? Yeah, so Alice Burks, uh signed up for it. Um, we're lucky enough we have a little three and a half barrel pilot system we're talking about a barrel if you think about those little half kegs mm -hmm. you get from everywhere that's two of those equal one barrel so we have a little system that we can brew it on so we decided you know we have it on our production schedule so we're going to brew the resilience ipa so exactly what what is the fundraiser like what are you doing so basically sierra nevada basically released a recipe and they basically um gave it basically to everybody to everybody oh. um and so any brewery can make it um that's breweries, a really breweries that make it they can't sell it for proceeds on their own like mm -hmm. it's basically only gonna be something you can serve in your tap room 
um, everything that you make from the beer is going to go back to um, relief efforts. Well, I, over, I, or, yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. maybe like a maybe like a price break or something on ingredients. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. For, I would, I would imagine for that. Yeah, I would imagine that you have to give a little bit or get a little bit for your work or time or effort. Now I understand it's a fundraiser, but the overhead on that's not on beer. I can't imagine it's that like high, right? Yeah, it just about, I mean, it's being like cops yeah. are usually the most expensive ingredient you deal with. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, no, I think Sierra is like covering some of that, so that's part of it. That's um, what's up. So if you like decide to sign on, they'll like help pay for some of the ingredients you use to make the beer. Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully, yeah, we're going to be brewing it next Friday on our pilot system. And hopefully, if the yeast does what we want it to do, it'll be released uh, New Year's Eve, and our owner and our director of operations are going to be guest bartending. Um, Oh, nice. DC breweries can't technically be open past midnight, so New Year's Eve are usually just open from 1 to 7. That sucks. Was that the law? that Was that the gimme law to get you into D.C.? No. no, that actually I think came at way after. Way what? after, yeah. Oh yeah, I think it was like what maybe ten before. It was one to eight. Was it one to eight? Uh, so so okay. DC Brewery. Uh, you so... know, we couldn't actually even like sell beer to consume on premise when we first started opening. Wow. Yeah. So when did it, when did DC get breweries? Uh, well, Brow was the first production facility to open since 1956, which was when mm-hmm. Hyrick House closed. You guys are going to your eight-year anniversary this April? Uh, yeah, we'll have our eight-year anniversary on tax day in April. Um, April 15th. Yep. Um, but, yeah, at that time, they're really, because it, there's such a lack, lapse of time in between then, you know, like, Things have changed. Health codes have changed. Standards have changed. And I know that Brendan and Jeff, the the founders of the brewery at Brow, um, are they've told me stories about walking through like very early on with the health department and the health department being like, you know, you've got to store your product. It was at like thirty. Yeah, and, and they're like, yeah. and they're like, that's not how you make beer. And and you so know. they rewrote. I mean, that you said that the reason I know Sam from Delaware is because he had the fun. He rewrote the laws in the state of Delaware. Mm-hmm. Like I think he at the time it was just like Sam Adams and him really were the, like first couple, and maybe Sierra Nevada were the first couple like microbrews. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot. Where you from, Marcus? Sam, Sam came Where a little bit after Sierra Nevada. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Sam was no 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 no. That's, that's not what I mean. I mean I know Sam was first, but Sam was one of the. He was in the beginning. Yeah. But no, I remember. Where uh, are you from? Where are you? Shut up. We don't know where I'm from. Where so are you from? My father, where are you from? So my father <laughs> did business with Is it Sam. Delaware? No, no, I love that. I used to do tasting. Oh, I didn't even make today. the joke this time. Don't look at me like that. So, <laughs> ah, you bitch. He's, he's actually, you know, you hung out with him. He's fucking down yeah. to earth and yeah. rest his soul to his. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking I mean, he's a celebrity now, but back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, I used, so I know him because, uh, so I know him my way because the restaurant I used to work and run opened up the same year Dogfish Brewery did, or the restaurant part, or well, actually, yeah, the brewery, and we were right next to each other. So he would, he him and his staff would come in after dark, and you know, it's, he's fucking stop right snitching. Milton, he, he, Delaware. This was like, no, well, no, 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 Milton, no, Milton <laughs> was the now the larger brewery. It started in Rehoboth in. Rehoboth on the avenue, uh, and they always caught on fire. There was always fucking uh, fire trucks there. So let's get uh, back. But yeah, but speaking of fires, yeah. So um, yeah, so we talked a little bit about DC breweries. So yeah, so yeah. DC Browns World eight years. Uh, so Atlas, we just had our five year anniversary in September. 
Uh, the first year that we opened up, yeah, we weren't allowed to sell beer to drink on premise. All the DC breweries did like growler hours. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've done a lot of events at the locations being a chef. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that lot changed and we we're allowed to sell pines from one to eight. Um, and then now we're technically allowed to sell from 8 a.m. to midnight. I mean, we can go I mean, apply you, for extensions, but, you know. Yeah. Is there a good business with that? I mean, do you get a lot of people are strolling through or checking it yeah, out? Yeah, so, I mean, so so kind of what happened when D.C. breweries weren't allowed to sell beers, we did growler hours. So it's still kind of like the institutional memory that people go out and they go brewery hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's distilleries in D.C. They go distillery hopping. So, like, Saturday afternoons for our breweries, our tap rooms, our yeah. tasting rooms are, like, you know, big days, Saturday yeah. afternoons. Mm-hmm. Like, so I know. imagine you don't get a lot of restaurants. Yeah. And also, I mean, with breweries, distilleries, you're kind of more in like little warehouse districts. You're not mm-hmm. too north. Yeah. There's not like a main drag, really, yeah. where most of the breweries there, there, are located. There, there's no real need for us to be open until like 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah. That's actually yeah. true. I mean, we could mm-hmm. probably do a New Year's Eve party, but again, Resilience IPA, Sierra Nevada, if the beer does what we want it to do when we brew it, um, we will be releasing that New Year's Eve. They right, say they say you, to do what you wanted to do. What do you mean by that? Um, basically, if it just ferments quick and oh. the yeast doesn't mess up, like cause, you know, beers can take anywhere from like a week to three weeks to brew. So it's more of like if the yeast responds the way we want it to be. We're going to brew on the fifteenth. Hope it'll be ready by the thirty-first uh, for us to release. So, um, just, just a little background. Um, you know, as we were talking about the, the campfire in Northern California, Sierra Nevada, um, it's also in California in Butte County. Mm-hmm. And they decided that they were going to do, um, a, to set up a Sierra Nevada campfire relief fund. And they asked upwards of, what is it? 1400 different, um, breweries across the country to sort of join in. I think 1,400 breweries have signed up because yeah. there's over 7,000. Yeah, that, there's some yes, guy right. brewing out of his basement right now, mad as shit. He's not <laughs> on that list. <laughs> um, so they right. 7,000 breweries, is that what you said? 1,400? Yeah, no, there are 14 that have signed on. That have signed up, but like total. Yeah, yeah no, total, there's probably close to 7,000 breweries in the U.S. now. That's pretty and cool. And when yeah. I started this business 13 years ago, there was 1,500. So let's talk about right. 13 years ago. Or actually, let's go back farther. You live in D.C. now, yes? Yes, I've Are been in D.C. 15 years. Okay, where'd you come from before? Uh, moved around. I was Kansas City for high school, Arizona, Montana. Parents are from Massachusetts. So but. how'd you stumble into D.C.? Uh, I came to Georgetown. So you went, undergrad. You went to Georgetown? Yeah. So when you were in Georgetown, you ever thought you were going to be uh, brewing beer? Is that what you thought? No, no. I was more of an activist, actually, labor You're rights an activist. activist the time. Yeah. I don't think anybody graduates <laughs> and goes right into what they went to school for. No, I, I started waiting tables at the Brick Skeller when I was 20. Brick Skeller! Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's how nice. it kind of started. And that was like when the whole like you know beer scene and the East Coast kind of like started coming up and with a bunch of great people. And, you know, I'm not really on the brewing side, more to say. I've always been more on the bar restaurant side, but beer focused. So, how long have you been here? Uh, I, Atlas, sorry, sorry. Oh, Atlas, I've been working with them pretty much since they opened up. I started helping them out like six months in. I volunteered in their old tasting room, and when the pint laws changed, nobody there had ever worked in a bar or so ever managed you, a bar, so I kind of like came on, and we had an old little tasting room bar that was only open like three days um, a week when like the pint laws changed, and then we built out this new tap room, and that's when I came on full-time, so I've been full-time. There'll be Three years in May, but so two nice. and a half years. Yeah. And you have some of your beers here, or 
Yeah, so I brought today, I brought our Silent Neighbor Stout, um, which is named for the graveyard across the street from us. Oh, camera that one. The only camera on you. Yes. That was mm. the camera on me. <laughs> yeah, so we just started canning. That's our newest uh, canned beer that we do year-round. Um, yeah, it's a stout that's brewed with blackstrap molasses, rye malt, and caraway seed. Uh, originally, it was named Pumpernickel Stout. A lot of people are not really big fans of Pumpernickel, so we decided to re- rebrand it. Um, on the side, you see there's a little tombstone, so we're right across the street from Mount Olive Cemetery. Um, that's what Silent Neighbor is named for. We're also really close to Gallaudet. Some people think it's what it's named for, too. But. Oh, God. <laughs> that's kind of oh, fucked up. <laughs> But ASL. Um, and then, yeah, then I also brought our Dance of Days, uh, which is our pale ale made with citric and mosaic. Uh, Dance of Days is what actually is mosaic? mosaic. They're both types of hops. That they're sucks. kind of more of that, like, kind of citrusy. Aspect. So, is there a lot of, like, hops? I mean, like, ex- got it. to people who don't understand hops, like, what's, what is hops? This is both of you. I mean, I don't give a shit which one goes here. Hop, sorry. I mean, so, plant. So, so, I mean, so, 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 so basically, a, honestly, we want to take a step back since we're talking about woman beer. Uh, so when you're brewing beer, there's four main ingredients. Only three of them are essential. Hops are actually not essential. But obviously, you start with water. Mm-hmm. You boil up the malt. Um, same process you do with, like, whiskey, too. Uh, and so once you boil that up... Uh, yeah, that all the sugars that come out of the malt, that's later what yeast. Yeast is the magical ingredient mm-hmm. um, that men actually didn't know what it did until later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's actually really there was a magic goddess into of it. beer. It's kind of yeah. why I adopted the DC beer goddess and then Kasi. Also, men didn't know that they, what they had involved in children back in the day, so they used to worship women. Um, beer actually used to be something that women actually used to brew at home, and it would be like a tradition that you pass down to your you know, daughter would be like, you know, because it's yeah, homebrewers. Women were the original homebrewers. Well, I mean, actually, um, be- yeah, so. to know. beer saved humanity. Because when all, well, I don't even remember what it was, but I know when the water, you couldn't drink the water, they cooked it, fermented it, and drank, and it was beer. I that too. Yeah, in Italy, you got to add like vodka to the water because it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, so hops, so, yeah, so get back to hops. So basically, when you're brewing beer, so malt is very sweet. Um, before you put the hops in there, it's basically like sugar water with okay. alcohol. So hops is one of the bittering agency agents. And that's what like, they use. Kind of balance it out, balance out the malts. Okay. Um, so hops are basically a bittering agent because malt is very sweet. It's basically sugar water, so you need to find something. It doesn't have to be hops. So back in the day, women at home could use any sort of spices. There's a lot of traditional beers in Scotland that only use stuff like elderberry or even heather to balance out that sweetness of the malt. So like hops. You don't have to use, but that's, you know, what 95% of beers usually are these days. Um, so hops grow in different nether region. You know, there's big, great hop-producing regions that are pretty much the same areas where you can get really good weed. Because mm. yeah. hops are a distant cousin of marijuana. They're in the same family. So where you can get good weed. And can you make a too. marijuana beer? Would it be the same process? or There's actually a there's Canadian a- company that have bought... Some big rights on doing that now mm-hmm. that it's very legal. In Can you do it in D.C. since it's legal in D.C. now? Or? Fuck no. Nope. Yeah, there's still a lot of... Yeah. yeah. Still We're not there DC is But so I'm sure if you're a home brewer, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. I want to try that. I want to do that. So let's talk to the next person next to me. Lizard. Yo. Talk to me. Who are you? I'm, I'm Lizzie. I grew up in Northern Virginia. Beautiful Great Falls, Virginia. Um, and... I've been living in D.C. for, I think, 
14 years, 15 years, something like that. Um, went to school for fashion merchandising and dropped out because I was waiting tables and preferred it to being surrounded by some kind of kind of obnoxious humans. Um, Who wanted the ranch dressing? What? Shit's <laughs> <laughs> my worst nightmare. Um, yeah, no, I just, I, I really like hospitality. I am actually, I prefer serving waiting tables to bartending, but I'll do what I, what I have to do. I just, I do better having more space to run around in. So what exactly do you do? Escape your customers. More yeah, like exactly. Um, so at, at DC Brow, I run the tap room. Um, I came on, I think, almost six years ago now, close to six years. Mm -hmm. um, again, it was before we were allowed to sell pints. So I was just coming on one day a week to help out in the tasting room. And that position sort of evolved over time into being a full-time So it sounds like thing. the two of you had very similar like paths into the beer industry or the brewery industry. Uh, being an industry and being women in the industry, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you, like, is it hard to like to break into that one now? I mean, I don't think it's that hard. It's not that hard. It's more of you just. It's not. I mean, kind of craft beer. You kind of has this aesthetic of it's more like it's very white male. Mm -hmm. kind of, yes, yeah, that's what it is. But is it I right? mean, I but mean, I don't think it's like a very toxic. Culture. Really, like yeah. I think it's just, it's just it's, kind of like I mean you think about like crafters you think about a lot of stoners a lot of guys that just like yeah kind of are, like well, sitting around be like we can make a beer let's open the brewery but why yeah. stoners though I mean just because uh, I just think about a lot of these are California yeah California so like <laughs> I feel you like you find a lot of like bit. no philosophy I mean, I, I say, majors I in beer yes. it's just no. like a, a chiller <laughs> in general I mean like the whole like kind of new craft beer revolution kind of started with like Anchor Brewing out in San Francisco mm -hmm. back in the day okay. like Fritz Maytag and like he wasn't even saying kind of like the hippie culture so yeah decided i'm gonna buy this brewery because i have a lot or of money oscar blues <laughs> like i mean it's it's like a, an oscar blues can every single one of them has a space that yeah. you can like yeah. punch out are and you fucking kidding the, me the pinner yeah, bro no, I I kid you, not. you never noticed that the pinner there's like they, it's like a little oh, circle they and make a beer called blue powder. dream <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means is that crystal meth no, it's a strain of. Go fuck yourself. It's a weed strain. It's an excellent <laughs> weed strain. It, it's uh, shout out to Blue weed Dream, strain, right? Yes. I'm almost as scared of that shit as I'm like the whole glue family, Gorilla Glue, bruh. Trust me, I'm not leaving the crib. Like, don't call me for shit. Like, oh, your kid's sick. You That's, just become one you with your me, couch. You gotta give me 45 minutes, bruh, because I can't come get this nigga while I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to the women in room. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's a lot of women in beer coming up. Um, I mean, I've every once a year um, kind of been falling out, but I've done a woman in beer event usually at like Last Girl Nams Morgan. It's closed oh. now, but um, there's a couple of ladies in beer in DC mm -hmm. that have been there, doing things like beer. yearly. Yeah, is there any organization or any kind of like, I wouldn't say union, but like a group? There is. There's Chat a group room? called Pink Boots, which is for women who work in the beer industry. I think you have to, I believe it's a certain amount of beer percentage of your income has to come from working in the beer industry to be part of it. I think there was uh, maybe they're pretty loose. Are they? Okay. Um, but they're great. They're, they do an annual women's brew that kind of gathers all the women in the industry yeah. in, the, when is in that? the area. Springtime, right? 
What? Uh, we're doing, I think, uh, March. We have a brew yeah. planned over at Beltway Brewing. Yeah. yeah. It's always been, like, a good, um, I mean, like, around this area, I mean, D.C., we only have a few breweries just because it's harder to find space to open a brewery in the D.C. area. But, like, Virginia has a ton, so, like. A lot more of the woman and beer events kind of mm-hmm. happen so over board. So fo- it's focusing on a DMV. How many how many breweries are actually in DC proper? There's seven now. Sounds right. Seven production. I think six brew pubs. Maybe. What's, 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 the, what's the difference? Food kitchen. You ever been to uh, how much you're producing? Yeah, it's right. a pepper uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shawl. Like so, and like Blue Jacket, they're considered yeah. a brew pub, right? Because they're not canning yet. Mm. Or I don't know, they send they out are, growlers. They are packaging no, now. No, Blue Jacket is still like a brew pub. But I think yeah. because... It's, still, it's kind of more like the license you get with Abra for the most right. part. Yeah. So essentially the growler oh, yeah. aspect is what they're doing is what you guys did in the beginning, essentially. But, you, more, but you also had a big production behind yourselves. Yeah, it's more of like if you're just like full on production that you're basically doing the majority of your beer sales to go out to. Mm-hmm. So it has, to like, it has to be a percentage of some sort. Yeah, I think Blue Jacket and like the whole NRG crew, they're more interested in like the experience mm-hmm. than like becoming like a distribution or like manufacturing arm. I think that's dope. Exactly. Because yeah. even like Right Proper, they started just as a brew pub and then they opened up a production facility. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was going to say that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you brought a couple of beers as well. So I did. Introduce, introduce, introduce. Um, I brought our our two most recent releases: the Turbo Boost Multi Ball, yeah. which was inspired by um, our pinball machine at the brewery that was gifted to us by <laughs> our friends at DC Shirt and Print. That's pretty awesome. I love pinball. Um, come by. It's such a free place. I, just, I like the idea. Of, I want to see. How did I not see it? I want to see a Rampage beer. A Rampage beer? You've never played Rampage? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. You're not missing shit because it's not 1997 anymore. Okay, that's fair. So let's try 87. Yeah. You're talking about the first one, the Atari one or the Nintendo one? The one that was in the arcade. It's a lizard, a gorilla, and... A wolf. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you just built fucking destroy buildings I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, So that's an experimental hazy IPA. We used a... Um, a Nordic farmhouse yeast strain on that one, which is where the experimental part comes in. But it's really juicy and really easy drinking. And then um, I brought the Keller Pills, which is an unfiltered German Pilsner. Kind of super easy drinking, super crushable. The closest crushable. thing we have to a Bud Light. <laughs> um, and I brought a can of Wake Up in the Future, which is an Imperial Russian Stout. I believe this was bourbon barrel aged. I could be wrong about that. I'm ready to fuck this one That's up. not the Jameson one, is it? I, it yeah. is not a Jameson it's one, Jameson. to my knowledge. Throw um, it in the trash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody brought some of those cans to Atlas on Thursday for the brewer's meeting. It, Hold it up for us, Marcus. It's We're uh, ready for your on-screen debut. There you go. <laughs> oh, don't do that. It is fifteen and a half percent. It's um, it's nice. It's like it some of the Noels that we have at St. Arnold. Drink a can of that, and you will wake up in the future. So <laughs> I, I love the name because I was telling you earlier, like when I had my restaurant in Ocean City, we had Everclear drinks. Because being in New Orleans, mm-hmm. I'm like, I own a restaurant now. I want to fucking do my own thing. Don't do that. But you we yourself. But what happened? We ended up saying we went time traveling because we would not remember shit for the. Yeah, we would lose a day. It's I, also I, Ocean City. 
It's oh shit city. It's gross and <laughs> shitty. Oh, I never use gross and shitty. God damn it. Like Just because our water yeah. looks like iced tea and homeless people or, have sex under our boardwalks does not mean it is a terrible thing. No, listen, listen. Don't Ocean don't it's actually people have people sex under all boardwalks? Ocean it's city. people experiencing homelessness. Ocean City is Yes, people dirty. experiencing homelessness, not homeless people. You cannot be defined by your status or your living And situation. I think, you know, also teenagers have sex these. under the boardwalks. Absolutely. Right? All people of Ooh. all walks of life have sex under the boardwalk. Yeah. I grew up underneath I the boardwalk. Have, I have neglected <laughs> to have sex under, under the boardwalk. <laughs> Especially because, like, all my time was spent at, like, Jersey Shore. And, like, if you get on your knees in Jersey Shore, you're going to, like, kneel into some (laughs) medical waste. You know what I mean? Just don't feel like doing that shit. Fair enough. Cheers. Toxic Avenger style. Cheers. 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 Wake up. Hey, guys. Shit happens in bad sex in the bathroom. (laughs) With your mom. Uh, Marcus, I'm going to warn you right now. Your mom will whoop my ass. Donna will fuck you up. That bitch got a mean hook. I'm sorry, mom. I called you a bitch on radio. I hope you don't listen to the show. <laughs> but no, your, seriously. You said your mom listens to the show. She is so scary sometimes. <laughs> this would be really good as a float. It would be really good like as a cinnamon, float. Like a cinnamon ice cream or mm. some... Or a, I would do it. Or Bailey's or, ice well, cream. A Bailey's whiskey ice cream. With a hint of cinnamon. With a side of diabetes. You have some weed in that shit? There's a, there's a little <laughs> Irish pub in the town that I grew up in that has a dessert that's like a pound cake soaked in Jameson's oh, with shit. Bailey's ice cream. Sorry, guys. Got to cut the show early tonight. <laughs> got somewhere <laughs> to be. Got to get to Great Falls, <laughs> Virginia. Shout out the old brogue. I know. That's just like Sunday. <laughs> Say that again real slow. The, the old brogue. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> That's what they called me in high school, actually. <laughs> the old pro? No, brogue. Oh, I'm about to say Freak John over here, guys. Poke Mahone, Over here, get me, baby. Poke Mahone, huh? That's right. What? Watch your mouth. What? Talking to you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, actually. What the oh, fuck Danny would I do boy. this? Oh, the Irish house are calling. This is the tracks. Can, I grew up you Catholic could make this into a really lethal Irish car bomb, I think. Yeah. Think? I gotta try it. I mean, if we had it on Nitro. Yeah, yeah, we had like a Nitro version yep. of the Wake Up in the Future. Yeah, this would definitely be good it's, with some ice cream. Yeah. It smells good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Somebody finna die. Yeah. Ooh. Like all these beers are good, but that so, was that was smell re- like brownies. I need we one of these. Too, I need one of these tonight because it's it's death night in Wonderland. So get, hand me one of those, and mm. I will I will, I will you call you in the morning if I wake up <laughs> to tell you how this Irish car bomb goes down. Nice. There's a death night at Wonderland? It's the holiday party. Oh. Get up, get up. Which I appreciate you coming on the show based on that aspect. No problem, no problem, because once this show is over, it's going to be like a vapor trail. <laughs> of me just like disappearing real fast. But tonight, the rest of us are going to the Abbey at Cleveland Park. Which has some of the best muscles you've ever had in your entire life. And let's not forget these Belgian beers. Blah, blah. Boo, 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 Especially boo, boo. the Noel beers that we have during our Noel takeover. There are... Did I already talk about them? Yeah, but talk about them again. I will talk about Do it again. Do it again, Ma. Hold on. Talk about the Noel dinner. So, so, yeah, we're going to have the Noel dinner on the 11th, 6.30 night. I have a seven-course dinner, and I'll go over the menu. Tell me if you like the menu, guys. 100 bucks for seven courses? That sounds like a deal. It is a great deal. (laughs) Not only seven courses, 
Not only seven what? courses, but unlimited tastings of the seven Noel beers that we have on tap, plus some of the limited edition bottled beers that we will be having. I hate you. Jamie. So anyway, you, you get... A hundred dollars, you get. No, you keep sounding like these fucked up ass weird sixties advertisements and shit. Like, to be honest, like Susie, Susie Q, listen over here at ninety one zero two one. Whatever the fuck this is right now, tell us about your deals. Like, oh my god, every time I use this Tupperware, my husband loves me, and then I clean the house. That's how we sound right now. Like, listen, every time we keep doing this, we have to do better. You know, I can mute your microphone. You know that, right? I know, I know, I know. But let's talk. about about how great the beer deals no, but seriously, are. Seriously, seven courses for a hundred bucks. So a seven, yeah, you can't a even get a cup of coffee for less than ten dollars in this. So town. let me go over the menu. It's going to be paired with these beers. So I'm gonna do a instead of a bread course, I'm gonna do a basket of fruits course with a mumbo ketchup and fucking black pepper mayo and num chum uh, aioli. If you yes, those fries are those fruits. Or fried in duck fat. Nice. Mm. Oh, Did we talk to Mayor I Bowser? Great. Freak. Freak. <laughs> Can we talk to Mayor Biles about this mumbo situation? Yeah, no. Fuck her. Is, is it illegal? No. All right. So then my next course, my first course, actually, is going to be, well, I guess the second course, is going to be chicken liver pate. Anybody like chicken liver pate? Mm. I love chicken liver pate. Never had it. So but I'm, with this, I'm going to do chunks of fucking pork belly. Yes. So crispy pork belly in chicken liver. Mm. So yeah. Yes. Pork belly that was just purchased today. Yeah, yes. Nice. I'm happy about that. Then I'm going to do a ham and cherry croquette. Uh, I don't know if you guys like croquette, but I'm Irish and I like anything fucking potatoes. Uh, then it's coming with a brown ale aioli. If you didn't know, I was Irish. So I'm Irish. And then I like this. This one might be my favorite dish, I think. I'm going to do a smoked jerk mussel. So I'm going to smoke the mussels and make jerk risotto. A little winter veg. Yum. The nam chom again. And if you don't know what nam chom is, it is, because I know none of you fucking know what nam chom is. It is like a fish sauce. I'm going to make a coconut milk version of it. So now it's like... It's a very uh, Cambodian dish. It's going to be a lot of fish sauce, a lot of uh, chili flakes. Not a lot of chili flakes, but chili flakes, sugar, uh, coconut milk. So it's going to be like, think about one of your Thai soups that you eat that has a lot of like strong fish flavor and coconut milk. And that's it. And it's coming with a chicken sausage that's going to be like very ginger and garlicky flavors. Uh, and that's going to be my muscle dish. Uh, then I'm going to do a slow roasted beef. So the beef will be roasted in probably like 12 hours. So it'll come out as a perfect mid-rare. So I'll cook it probably at like 180 and let it go and just naturally bring it up. And then it'll be uh, squash puree, which will be a curry uh, puree or curry squash. So it'll be nice bright orange, almost like a pumpkin color flavor or a color. And then zucchini ribbons and demi-glace demi that I'll make from scratch. And then I'm finishing it with a chocolate pecan pie because... Over Thanksgiving, a friend of mine had a, made a chocolate pecan pie. I'm like, holy shit, I like this. Give me a beer to go with it. It was great. So the fat boy in me really came out. The, the Jamie in me came out. You, we forgot to do safe words. Yeah, I don't uh, care. You never use them anyway. Yeah, so we don't. We could actually probably take that out of the show. Um, anything else we want to talk about women brewery in D.C. or in the country, in the world, or anything about you that you need to share? Any websites you would like to share with me? Oh, I did want to share. We glossed over this on the Dance of Days cans you were drinking, but the name is named mm. after um, the Discord records if you're a hardcore fan in D.C. Just as well, but old band embrace. Um, but Atlas, we uh, put on a decent amount of metal shows. You got it on the back I'm of the can. I was going to say, you guys are getting pretty like yeah, well-known for the shows that yeah. you're doing. Yeah, didn't awesome. Boo do a show there today? No. 
Where did Boudou show it today? Three stars. Oh, Dave. Yeah. Um, do, do, you, do you guys hate? Do you guys hate? No, 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 no. You're supposed to be united together. So fuck you guys. You can't know. You can't say that shit until you know it, though. I don't give a fuck. You can't unpickle. You give that a cucumber. fuck. No, we're all friends. No, you're all friends. I mean, except for that one brewery. <laughs> so you guys don't like three stars. So wait, let's get back to the can. Uh, it was the same can we showed, but she wanted me to show the other side. I know, but she wanted you to talk about it. Or she yeah. wants to talk about I, it I more. Say, I was just going to plug our metal shows. I work with a oh. lot of um, great metal promoters in D.C., Ripping Headaches, Crowbars Up. Um, our last show of the year is going to be on the 28th. Um, but they bring a lot of great bands to us. Uh, you know, we're kind of something that's, you know, Do you have a website a where we can smaller. see these bands? Or like when we see your list? You usually find us. If you look on our Facebook events page, that's the best area to find where all the, the shows, shows are happening. Uh, I try to update the website, but that's something that falls under like five jobs I have at the brewery. I don't always get up to date. Can, <laughs> I, just, Facebook, but yeah. can I say as um, a black guy, metal bands have like the wildest names and shit. She's just like crow, crowbar what? Crowbar crowbar's up. There are, these are like two. Is that Tom these, Slick and them? That's Tommy Wall. Uh, no, no, Tom's into courts. No, right. he's um, in the no these, these are like two promoters I work with because, like, right. you know, we start doing live music at Atlas, and like now I get hit up with live bands. So all you the time. do the booking there as well. Yeah. So how many hats do you wear again? Five. Wait, you know? not, not just bands though. I'm guessing you book food trucks too. Yeah. So we started doing live music at Atlas. Um, we have like a whole sound system. Uh, we can fit people. We're like a little bit in between like a big venue and a house show. Uh, but now like bands just email and I feel bad I don't reach out to every single band. But I usually work with like you know people that actually like come to me with like a full list of bands and they handle the tickets right they on. handle the door so they do all the bullshit yeah I, I set the stage up and i put the sound equipment out so where is the brewery located uh we're in ivy city uh west virginia avenue northeast um right up new york Ave, but yeah my neighbor's it's ivy a, city it's a nice hobby are you, are you next to joseph magnus yeah they're, they're they're yes. above us above you yeah we share in the same building we do uh. love them we do love joseph magnus yeah. shout out to love slash dream rest in peace yeah, I usually bring the mail and get a shot. And <laughs> have you been in there since it became uh, City Winery? Fuck no. It is <laughs> strange. I still haven't been over there. It's I I went to go see a friend's band perform, and I think part of it throwing me off a little was that I'm used to seeing her band play like more laid back, kind of chill. And I've seen them at like Ivy City Smokehouse a few times. They're both queer, so it's usually been at like queer parties. I go to Ivy or uh, City Winery with my roommate, and it was just such a weird experience where we had to buy tickets downstairs, and then we had walked upstairs, and then we had to wait in line for somebody to like check our tickets in, and then bring us to our seat because the whole thing was seated, including the bar. I don't like Weird. seated concerts. Which, like, I, I don't know. For certain things, I'd be totally down with, and it actually really worked. Like, it was a good vibe. I think it was... I I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, see, that would bother me. I was there the night that, like, Cameron got shot. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, it, that would that would change... That's not real, the city winery. Real, I just want to... No, not yeah. the city winery. I'm sorry. This That's was, some this was DC at, history. This is at Love or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. like, mind you, I wasn't, like, in the space that he got shot in. Just, like, one of my friends was like, oh, shit, Cameron got shot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh... 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I remember when that happened. Like, it's one of those like you know like DC memories. Like Diddy would let like guys in for free who play football at Howard, or like you know you go to Love, you go to Dream, <laughs> and you spend that hundred dollars. So what you do? What you get in? What you do with uh, Diddy? None yet. You sitting there making a joke, bro. Let me tell you right now. If he asked me to suck his dick, I would at least pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got bills being paid. Cause I mean, I'm in my thirties now. Like I ain't sucked the dick yet, but I feel like he's got the money to make me be like Thursday. It's like the whole question. Like, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Yes, yes. probably. Not there's, gonna lie to no, you. there's no problem. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I'm that. Sorry. I'm not that cool. I do a lot. Um, on behalf of everyone who's really uncomfortable with this conversation, <laughs> and this is why and... we need to have our safe words. Right. Right. Exactly. But also, the safe words have never stopped us from saying whatever. Yeah, exactly. Flag on the play. But it's flag sort of on like, the play. It's fair. So I want to know what your safe word would have been. Turbo. Lucille. Pancetta. Ice House. St. Arnold's, where these guys are going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> to Nailed go fuck it. up these good muscles and these pairings. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Good I'll job. leave the kitchen open there. <sighs> it's not open anymore. It's open till 10 on that's Sundays. That's good to know. But oh, so 10 till, um, it is open until 10 o'clock Sunday through <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, open until 11. Nice. Okay. And we will be there tonight for our after party. Yes. We'll after see. the party, it's the uh, after, after show, party. after party. party. Yes, 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 and yes. So we're going to be wrapping up this show. Ladies, you have anything else In you honor want? of your boy, I'm just saying. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that was oh. so I know. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's like my big sister, always fucking picks on me. Yo, speaking of air horns. Buju Bantan's out of jail. I saw yes, that. Yes, he is. Yo, that is hilarious. <laughs> and I saw an article that he got his, like, master's degree while he was locked up. Good for him. So Good maybe he doesn't hate gay people anymore. Hey, like, you know what I mean? Big shout out to jailhouse degrees. He's still Jamaican. He still hates gay people. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you ever met a gay Jamaican? No. I know two gay Jamaicans back really? home. And when I say you have not heard, I'm talking, like, thick Jamaican yeah, like, assets. Accents and they can put a lisp on cracker, <laughs> and it is hilarious. Like, no, so I've had a couple cooks, and one of my favorite Jamaican cooks was uh, fuck, what was his name? I can't remember the motherfucker, it was at the MGM, but he would say bacon. We thought he was saying beer can the whole time. We're like, hey man, can I get the beer can? And I'm like, what? <laughs> we would, yeah, a lot of mercy, <laughs> Nitty Beach. <laughs> All right, ladies. Anything you want to um, contribute we, we roll I, out? I don't have any metal shows, but we <laughs> Sunday is sort of our designated body by brow day. So I have um, I like that. We do <laughs> we do a boot camp with the really fantastic instructor Gatanjali. Uh, G moves the first Sunday of every month. We host yoga the last Sunday of every month, and then we do various other fitness events throughout the year. We've got. Um, a free boot camp sponsored by Fitbit next Sunday at 10 a.m. And uh, if you hop on the Brow website, you can find the link uh, to the Eventbrite under what's going on in the chat room. you have a website for me? DCBrow.com. Website for you? No. Or not website, but your socials? You oh, wanna, you at Little share? Lizzle, L-I-Z-Z-E-L, not L-E. For shizzle is a kizzle. 
Yeah, for Atlas, yeah, look out for uh, the Sierra Nevada Resilience IPA that we're brewing. Hopefully, it'll be out by New Year's Eve. Make our owners sling some drinks behind the bar and nice. see what actually goes on back there sometimes. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, you know, check us out. We have plenty. We have only one more metal show for this year, 28th. Uh, we have some local guys. I think it's a lot more doom metal that day, but... Yeah, we'll be at Decibel Magazine Festival up in Philly in April. James, are you going to it? We have a big, uh, we have a big announcement for a show on Monday. Can't wait till Monday at ten. We gotta wait. We can't know now. It's exciting. Vulcan is playing. Oh, Mm -hmm. I think they're pretty big. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah. But AtlasBrewWorks.com. I usually repost everything from Atlas on DC Beer Goddess. To find cute pictures of my dog Jackson. Nice. Jackson and Jackson. beer. Jackson and beer. Jackson. Your dog's name is Jackson. Yes, it's a good name. I live with three dogs. But my personal dog is Jackson. So I adopted him too. Mad years at ago. black people when I hear dog names like that. Why? Because all right. So little oh, no you fact. Tell a really long story. You used to be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, I don't care anymore. And uh, like literally, like yo, walk past the dog park and like Jackson, Chris. You know what I mean? And then I get back to class and it's just like Ronifa Jones Jenkins and shit. I'm like, you bitch. Like, it's kind of because his uh, uh, sister's Jasmine for the most part. My roommate's Jessica. She likes J's. J names. Likes mm. We kind of tried to call him Jasper. Those too close to Jasmine. So we went with Jackson with an X. Gotcha. I, I the other, the other brother is Jermaine. Not as well known. Miss <laughs> Val, you got anything to say? I do. I just like to encourage everybody to come to St. Arnold's. In um, Cleveland Park in the Abbey, where we have our Noel pop-up takeover, uh, the and also for the dinner that we have on Tuesday, the food will be delicious. The food will be delicious. I'm fucking doing it, and I know it will be delicious. James, what you got? Jamie. Jamie. Thank you. I did that on purpose. Very much. You know what? Actually, I do, I do have I do have one last thing. I do have one last thing. Just one. One last thing. Are you from now that I've said this like 47 times or whatever. A lack of empathy in this world is driving me the fuck insane. I watched this entire interview and they interviewed a bunch of white people from like like Prescott, Arizona. Okay. And they were discussing um, uh, the, um, what's it called? Uh, asylum laws mm-hmm. or whatever. And like watching these people literally go, well... If they weren't born here, they're not allowed to be here. And they showed them the video of the tear gas. And they were like, they were like, oh, I don't see the big deal. They shouldn't have been at the border. And then they showed them a video of children coughing from the tear gas. And then they paused for a second. And then they still went, well, if their parents didn't bring them here. Let's get a little empathy in this world. And that's my last thought. Like so that's kind of fucked up, and I agree with that. So my last thought, let's start with the beer dinner. Uh, it's going to be Tuesday, December 11th uh, at Cleveland Park, 3433 Connecticut Avenue, $99 a cu- dinner and beer tasting. So the beers alone is like fucking over $100, and then the meal I'm putting together is at least two, $300. So you're you're actually getting fucking a great deal for what we're doing. Uh, like I said, we have limited seats. You can email Paul at... Uh, Paul at U-P-P-O-L-E-2-1-E-1 at Hotmail. And yes, I said Hotmail. Or call 301 Hotmail. Or call 301-455-1175. And my final thought and note is we're going to be taking the next two weeks off. Uh, We actually have a pretty big uh, news thing we're going to be dropping about ourselves. Like a little... A little nugget on the next show, which is on the thirtieth. Little 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 reveal party. We're gonna be shooting balloons and shit. 
or shooting something that has balloons and it will fly all over the studio. Get your mouth ready, baby. Oh my God! I'm what what you, was Marcus. that? Was that you? Oh, that was for you. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah. Right, no. Do that again. Yeah, I said, get all your right. mouth. Really ready, didn't baby. gay chicken. Yeah, we gotta. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> This is the DCS Fuck Show. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. I'm Marcus Thanks Bradley. Thanks for having us. Out. <laughs>